0: Good morning, Faithful Listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained Podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Happy Tuesday, Faithful Listener. Thank you for tuning into the Bible Explained Podcast this morning. And you know what? I hope you had a really great Labor Day... Day... (laughs) <laughs> yesterday and that you were able to relax and enjoy yourself whatever you were able to do let me know what you did actually go over to facebook.com/p40ministries and send me a little message about what you did for labor day weekend i love to hear about you guys or you can send me a prayer request or anything else that you are you know struggling with and need prayers for i'd be happy to hear them and write you down in my little little uh, prayer journal. But okay. let's go ahead and read Luke chapter 17, verses 20 through 37. And this is a lot. This is going to be kind of in depth a little bit because it is talking about what many people consider to be the rapture. So let's see what Jesus has to say about this. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. Please feel free to read the version you prefer to read out of. Grab that cup of coffee or that cup of tea and let's jump right in. Being asked by the Pharisees when God's kingdom would come, He answered them, God's kingdom doesn't come with observation. Neither will they say, look here or look there. For behold, God's kingdom is within you. He said to the disciples, The days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. They will tell you, look here or look there. Don't go away or follow after them. For as the lightning, when it flashes out of one part under the sky and shines to another part under the sky, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. As it was in the days of Noah, even so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married, and they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ship, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, even as it was in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But in the day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and sulfur from the sky and destroyed them all. It will be the same way in the day that the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he who will be on the housetop and his goods in the house, let him not go down to take them away. Let him who is in the field likewise not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life loses it, but whoever loses his life preserves it. I tell you, in that night there will be two people in one bed. One will be taken and the other will be left. There will be two grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other will be left. They answering asked him, Where, Lord? And he said to them, Where the body is, the vultures will also be gathered together. So verse 20 and 21 the Pharisees bring up this idea of God's kingdom. You remember that the Pharisees were very much looking for God's kingdom. They were looking out for the Messiah. They wanted the Messiah so bad, but finally when the Messiah comes, who was Jesus, they were like, nah, he's not good enough. He's not the Messiah. No way, he can't be the Messiah. (laughs) So they didn't like Jesus being their Messiah. So, of course, they're arguing with Jesus. When's the Messiah going to come? So Jesus basically shuts them down pretty hard. And he's kind of like, look, God's kingdom doesn't come with observation the way they are trying to do it clearly. And he says, you can't just say, look here or look there because God's kingdom is within you. So Jesus is relaying the idea that he lives within us that God's kingdom is here among us. And he was even saying that to the Pharisees in a way, that God's kingdom was there with them. And when we accept the fact that Jesus is the Messiah, it actually says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit comes in and he lives within us. So God's kingdom is here. It's within us. It's here within us. So then Jesus goes into more about god's kingdom i suppose and the second coming of himself so Jesus' second coming down to earth so he starts talking to his disciples and he says here the days will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the son of man and you will not see it so everyone is desiring to see jesus's second coming everyone is and from the time that jesus went back up into heaven People have been desiring it. And there were generations, centuries of people who have not seen Jesus's second coming. And still here today, we are still waiting for Jesus to come again. So many people have waited, longed for Jesus's second coming, but have not seen it. And whether or not we're going to see it in our lifetime, I don't really know. (laughs) And Jesus doesn't give us a day that he's going to come back. In fact, it says in the Bible that even Jesus himself does not know the day he's going to come back. Only the father knows of that day. So if Jesus doesn't know about it, we're not going to know about it. We might be one of these people who desire to see Jesus' second coming, but never do. And that might be in our kids' generation that they get to see it, or our grandkids, or who knows? We don't know yet, though, when Jesus is going to come back. And Jesus even kind of says that because he says in verse 23, they're going to tell you, look here or look there, but don't go away or follow after them, for as lightning, that is when That is how Jesus is going to come back. So we have pretty crazy thunderstorms out here. (laughs) And uh, sometimes you don't even know they're they're there until it's just like, boom, like the loudest thunderbolt you could possibly hear. So these thunderstorms, Come on us really, really fast, basically, is the point I'm trying to make. And all of a sudden, you just see this lightning zip across the sky. And it's like, whoa, that's so cool. But that's how it's going to be when Jesus comes back. It's just going to come on you like, holy cow, it's just there. And then as the lightning zips across the sky, Jesus is there. And we have to watch out for that day. And Jesus makes it very, very clear that we have to watch out for that day. We got to be ready for that day because it's going to come on us so fast, so quickly, we're not going to know what hit us. And then bam, Jesus is there, basically. So this is an urgent message for us Christians and for everybody to be ready for that day. And we, this is an urgency for Christians to spread the word to everybody as much as we possibly can. Evangelize, 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 because Jesus is going to come in a day that we don't know possibly in our lifetimes. We don't know. And suddenly, that's that's it. Jesus is going to take us, just like it says right here. So, a lot of people aren't sure if the rapture is for real or not. And there's so many arguments about it, and I'm not going to get into each individual argument, but I am going to say that what Jesus is saying here in Luke chapter 17 is the truth. Jesus talks about how one person is going to be taken and the other person is going to be left. He talks about his second coming and how it's going to be quick, fast. And on that day, we need to look to our salvation. So I'm not going to argue different points on the rapture. All I'm going to say is what Jesus says here in Luke chapter 17. I know that this is the truth, what Jesus says here. Anything else that anybody tries to tell you about the rapture, if it's not biblical, then it's just their own opinion. I just should throw that out there also. So really stick to what the Bible has to say. I know that the Left Behind books are very, um, (laughs) very popular. And honestly, they kind of screwed me up pretty badly, I'll be honest. But the point is, is that we don't know when Jesus is going to come. Some people say he's going to come before the tribulation. Some people say he's going to come right in the middle of the tribulation. Some people think he's going to come at the end <laughs> and rescue us. Um, to me, it, it's not worth arguing it because Jesus is just going to come when he comes and we just got to be ready for it whenever it is. It says, first, Jesus must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. You know, Jesus is still being rejected to this day, honestly. But here in verse 26, Jesus kind of gives us little hints as to when he's going to come back as it was in the days of Noah, even so it will be in the days of the son of man. So you guys remember, um, you know, we talked about Noah way back in Genesis, the days of Noah, it says the world was filled with violence. There was nobody righteous left on earth except for Noah. He was the only guy. It actually doesn't even say that Noah's family was. It just says Noah was the one that walked with God. But they still ate. They still drank. They still married. They still were given in marriage until the day when Noah entered into the ship, the flood came and destroyed them all. So things, even though things were bad, even though things were super violent, even though though there was crazy stuff going on in the world at that time, People were still kind of living their lives as normal in the days of Noah. They were still eating, drinking, partying, having fun, going to marriage parties, because back in Jesus's day, don't forget, a marriage ceremony was like the funnest thing you could do. <laughs> so people are still having an, a good time, enjoying life, even though life was pretty hard in the days of Noah and everything was violent and destructive and whatever. But people still kind of lived normally. And that's how Jesus says the days are going to be when he comes back again as well. It's going to be similar to the days of Noah and also similar to the days of Lot. Don't forget Lot either. Lot lived in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, rather the two cities. He lived there. Once again, those two cities were filled with violence, corruption. People were getting raped in the street, sodomy. All sorts of of crazy things were going on in those two cities. But it was business as normal. (laughs) That's what Jesus says. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But in the day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and sulfur from the sky and destroyed them all. So yeah, I mean, once again, crazy destructive habits going on in that city, but yet they still did business as normal until it was too late until all of a sudden that day came when they were destroyed and only lot and his family were saved and same with noah noah and his family were saved they were delivered they were not judged by god's judgment they were delivered from that scenario and this is exactly how it's going to be during the day when jesus comes back again. It's going to be very similar to both Noah's scenario and Lot's scenario, where it was business as normal, but Lot and Noah were saved from the coming destruction of God's judgment. So now Jesus kind of talks about us a little bit. He says it will be the same way in the day that the Son of Man is revealed in verse 30. In that day, he who will be on the housetop and his goods left in the house let him not go down to take them away. And likewise him who is in the field, not turn back. So what does this mean? Well, verse 32, remember Lot's wife. That is, I think, the most important piece of everything Jesus is saying here. Verse 32, remember Lot's wife. So even though Lot and his family were saved from the judgment, from the destruction, Lot's wife was not saved. Because she turned around, she looked back, she loved that city, she loved the world, she loved her earthly possessions so much that she turned around, she looked back at everything she was leaving behind. And she was consumed she became that pillar of salt. And we talked about that. We talked about how, um, I think it was that the, the sulfur could have turned into salt over time. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it was a miracle either way. But Lot's wife died because she turned around. She looked back. She wanted the things of the world. So this, to me, brings in mind the question, do we have a choice When Jesus comes back to go with Jesus and be saved from the coming judgment, or do we have the choice to love the world so much that we choose to stay in it? I'm just going to pause there for a second and let you think about that. Because it's kind of what Jesus is alluding to here, is that as Lot's wife had a choice, we may also have that choice. It might not just be the way the left behind books portray it where we're just snapped up into heaven. It could be that when Jesus comes back in that flash of lightning where he's just there, we have the choice if we're on that rooftop to either go back into the house and try to collect all of our worldly goods and hold on to them and hold on to the life that we have here in the world or we have... The choice is to stand on that rooftop and to be saved by Jesus. That's what it says. In that day, who, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not go down to take them away. I mean, where else is that guy on the rooftop going to go <laughs> besides up? It's just an interesting thought to think of is that when Jesus returns, we got to be ready. We got to make sure that we want to go with Jesus, that we want that salvation that comes with Jesus, that we aren't clinging to this life so much like Lot's wife was, where she looked back and she was consumed, where she became that pillar of salt. She died because of her love for the world. But Lot and his daughters made it out safely because they wanted the salvation that came with making it out safely. And Jesus talks about another portion of Luke. Let me find this actually. Luke chapter 21, I believe it is. Here's what it says in verse 28, Luke 21: When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. So when you see these signs start taking place, is what Jesus is saying. In luke 21 we need to stand up look towards the sky because our redemption is coming we can either choose to be saved by jesus's second coming or we can choose the world like lot's wife did so this is just something that i think a lot of people don't often think about is that we may have a choice when jesus comes back to be resurrected with Jesus, or to stay here on earth, because we love the earth so much. So going back, here's verse 33 of Luke 17. Whoever seeks to save his life loses it, but whoever loses his life preserves it. We are supposed to look for Jesus, lose the stuff we got here on earth, and look for our redemption, for our salvation of Jesus coming back for us. In verse 34 i tell you in that night there will be two people in one bed one will be taken the other will be left verse 35 there will be two grinding grain together one will be taken and the other will be left and if you read these two verses together it shows that this is all over the world because (laughs) one of them is at night there's two people lying in bed sleeping at night and in another part of the world. There's two people grinding grain together in the middle of the day. So this is a worldwide thing when Jesus comes back. And no matter what time of day for us, it is when Jesus comes back, we have to be ready. We have to be ready to just go, go with Jesus. So then in verse 37, the disciples answering asked him, where, Lord? (laughs) So they're confused a little bit. And I mean, to be honest, I I would ask the same exact question. I'd be like, what are you talking? Like, when's this going to happen? Where is this going to happen? Like, I would be asking all these questions, too, if Jesus was telling me this. So Jesus says to them, where the body is, there the vultures will also be gathered together. So this kind of just seems to me like, you know, when you see a a bunch of vultures circling, we've got uh, turkey hawks around here. They're these big, nasty black things that uh, circle around. <laughs> and uh, you always know when there's a dead animal nearby because the, the turkey hawks just circle and circle and circle. And you know that there's a dead body nearby. And so Jesus is almost making this uh, parallel of, you know, when you start seeing these things happening, you know that it's coming near. You know, just as you know that there's a dead body somewhere out there. Where the the vultures are, you know, Jesus is going to come back because you see the signs, you see everything. So yeah, definitely Jesus is not done talking about this subject yet because Luke 21 is coming up and he's going to be talking a lot more about his second coming and just all the craziness that's uh, going to happen with that. <laughs> so yeah, be looking out. Be always ready for Jesus is coming because we don't know when it's going to happen. It could happen right now. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen in in 200 years. I don't know. But we still have to be ready for Jesus to come back. Well, I suppose this was more of an urgent uh, message to everybody of just be looking, be waiting, be evangelizing. So one way you can evangelize, honestly, is by sharing this podcast because I'm talking about the Bible here. That's that's all we're talking about in this podcast. So definitely share the podcast. Tell people that it exists and evangelize in that way. And I can't do it without you guys. I need you guys' help to share it. But anyway, faithful listeners, I do hope that you go over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash P40 Ministries, and just hit that little like button And stay updated with everything P40 Ministries is doing. And also shop the merch. Go over to p40ministries.com slash shop. Pick yourselves up a t-shirt and go around in style wearing the P40 Ministries and the Bible Explained merch. But anyway, guys, I'll drop a link to both of those things in the bio of this podcast episode. So I hope to see you bright and early tomorrow morning for an episode out of numbers. But until tomorrow, happy listening and God bless.